everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I don't know about you, but I enjoy kind of following celebrities now and then. I'm not obsessed with it, but you know, the rich and famous, the A-listers, the influencers, we all kind of like to read about them, don't we? And, and watch them. Let's just be totally candid here. We're in church and we have security cameras everywhere. <laughs> I've often thought to myself, I wonder why, I ask myself this question, why do I like, and again, I'm not obsessed with it, to see and read about famous people? From Tom Brady to Kim Kardashian. From Tiger Woods to Tony Romo. I guess I like to look at them if I was totally honest and read about them because I say to myself, if I look like that, or if I had that money, if I could fly on that level with that kind of fame, I, I wouldn't do what they do. Oh, I'd be much better. I know you think that. I cannot believe she is treating him that way. That's what we see. And read, we pass these judgments, don't we? So it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> That's why I like to just check out the rich and famous and the popular people. Wow, it got really quiet. <laughs> do, you, do you find that to be true? Today I'm talking about someone who is one of the most popular yet polarizing figures in our world today. And in this series, and especially what's going on right now in his life, I thought, why not talk about a conversation that Jesus might have with Donald Trump? That's right, Donald Trump. I don't know Donald Trump. I know people that know him pretty well, but I don't know the 45th President of the United States. What do you think Jesus would say to him? Maybe the first thing he would say to him would be, stop tweeting. I just, I'm joking. But this is not going to be some political talk. I I have to, this is personal, kind of a sidebar. I, I admire Donald Trump in many ways. I think he is an outstanding leader, which is an anomaly in Washington. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I believe he's a visionary. I think he has carried a lot of policies across the goal line that I would 
I'm, again, I'm talking personal now that I would personally agree with. So this is not like a message where I'm trying to slam Donald Trump or tell you to, to vote for Donald Trump or, or to, 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 to be a part of, of that, you know, make America great again vibe. I do, however, respect him in a lot of ways. However, he has made a lot of mistakes. He is a walking, talking example of choices, how we can choose our choices, but we cannot choose our consequences. So, so we have to say that. Donald Trump is not the answer. I hate to rain on your political parade. He's not. It's the person of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Granted, though, the Lord uses people. He uses, you know, crooked sticks, you and me, to hit straight licks. So that's just kind of a personal thing that I would say. So there's not going to be any hate up here or I'm not going to as we say, judge him. And, and you know, when, when I do a series like this, I'm not judging. I, I think we can get that kind of, kind of inverted. When, when the Bible says, when Jesus says, do not judge, he was not saying that we should not call out sin. I mean, the ultimate judge we know is God. But to sit there and say, well, I can't call out sin because that would be judging that is nowhere in the biblical record. What would Jesus say? I'll, I'll clap for that. You know, the Bible says, encourage yourself in the Lord, so I'll just clap for myself sometimes. And now and then, when, when I've been speaking and the audience has been kind of dead or comatose, I'll just sort of sit down. I'll, I'll sit down here by my hot wife. And, and I'll go, I'll go, amen, excellent. I'll just encourage myself in the Lord sometimes. So what would Jesus say to Donald Trump? Well, the first thing I think he would talk about is humility. I think he would say to Donald Trump, humble yourself. Ed, that's being very presumptuous. Come on, how do you know what Jesus would say to Donald Trump? Well, it's very easy. Jesus talked to a kaleidoscopic range of people. He talked to powerful people. He talked to the Donald Trump-esque people in his age. He also talked to masses of people. He talked to those who were destitute and those who were just filthy rich. And one of the reoccurring themes is humility. Humility. Here's what Donald Trump says about humility. I think I'm actually humble. Now, let me, let me stop there and do a quick timeout. Keep this up. The moment I say, let me use me, oh, I'm humble, that's a prideful statement. I'm being prideful, and I've done this before, in my humility. I've even shared things on this stage before. And I walk up the stage and I'm like, man, that was really prideful. Now, I didn't clothe it in pride. 
I kind of clothed it in humility, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Let's just go ahead and talk because we, we all struggle with it. But Donald Trump says, I think I'm actually humble. I think I'm much more humble than you would understand. Here's what else he said. I'm the most successful person ever to run for the presidency by far. Okay. Nobody's ever been more successful than me. I, you know, appreciate his confidence and, you know, he obviously has a lot of money and, and ladies, he uh, talks about how women love to flirt with him. Oh, he's very handsome when he stands on top of that wallet, isn't he? But, but yeah, it's something that everyone struggles with here, pride. Pride is not a vice in our culture, it's a virtue. Pride. And as we've learned here and as we know, pride is the forerunner of all sin. First book I ever wrote was called Fatal Distractions. I, I talked about the seven deadly sins. And as I studied that, I was stunned to see that pride comes before every other sin. It precedes all the other sins. Like for example, anger. When I have ungodly anger, sometimes it's right to get angry, but when I have ungodly anger, I'm like, God, I am going to do this. I got this. I will be the emotional equilibrium of this deal. I know what to do in this situation. And I rage on this person. Well, first of all, I've committed the sin of pride. How about lust? Well, God, I'm going to turn my back on what you say about sex. I'm going to turn my back on your word regarding marriage. And I am going to look at this, log on to that, flirt with that, get in bed with that, we would go, that's a grievous sin. It is. That's lust. It is. But what did I do first of all? Pride. I think Jesus would say to Donald Trump in Proverbs 16, 18, for example, pride precedes destruction. And an arrogant spirit appears before a fall. Pride. The ride of pride. Again, Jesus would talk to you. He would talk to me. He would talk to Donald Trump about pride. Donald said, the beauty of me is that I'm very rich. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 17 and 18. If you start thinking to yourself... I did all this. Have you, have you ever thought that before? I have. All by myself. I'm rich. It's all mine. Well, think again, the Bible says. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all of this wealth. I believe 
our Lord and Savior would say, Donald, I love you. You matter to me. I want the best for you. Do you realize God's will, if we were smart enough to figure it out on our own, would be the best life for all of us. But because we're sinners, we can't figure it out on our own. That's why we have to humble ourselves. We have to dethrone ourselves. We have to say, you're fired. It's kind of a bad imitation, but Trump is known for saying that, right? I think Jesus would say to him, like he would say to you and me, fire yourself. When I've tried to run my own life, when I've tried to forget God, that's when I run into problems. For a while, everything is fine. And God allows us to be God of our life. But as I look back in the rearview mirror of my life, and as I've seen areas where I've gone, God, hey, I've got this. I mean, you just stay out of the way. I'll call for you when I need you. That is when the wheels fall off. And the Bible tells us that we have the opportunity once we become believers and once the Holy Spirit lives in our lives to take every thought and to make it captive. If we don't, those prideful thoughts will capture us. Humble yourself. God, you're God, I'm not. Have you admitted that to God? Or are you still a little demigod ruling over a universe called you? I don't know if Donald Trump is a Christian or not. He said he is, but I don't know. We're saved by grace through faith. That's it. We're not saved by works. However, Jesus said, I will know my followers by the fruit they produce. So I really believe Jesus would challenge him to take inventory on his life. So he would talk about humility. Something else he would talk about too, he would say, fight the right fight. Fight the right fight. We all have wasted time fighting the wrong fights. How do you do that? Well, just take a glance at the comment section on social media. It's a race to the bottom of the sinister and sinful pool. I remember Nehemiah, this unique leader in the Old Testament, he did something everyone said could not be done. He humbled himself before God. He said, God used me. And then, I wrote a book about him too. It's called High Definition Living. And then, it's out of print. And then, <laughs> he went to the wall and he began to build, to rebuild Jerusalem. And I'm sure Jesus would say, Donald, you, you have a lot in common with this guy as far as building and, and, and real estate and so on. 
while he was building, he had the right people around him. You know what happened. The sidewalk supervisor showed up. The haters. You're always going to have haters. If you look around and go, I don't have any haters, you're not doing anything. So these sidewalk supervisors, they were like, Nehemiah, and they were, they were messing with him and whatever. Come down off the wall, stop your building project, stop the real estate deal, and let's have a meeting. Oh, they were gonna shred him. They were gonna mess him around. And I love what Nehemiah did. He looked, he's like, no. He just said no. And he kept at the task. I, I believe, this is my opinion now, Donald Trump has wasted massive amounts of time chasing down comment after comment after comment, lowering himself to try to sling mud with people that, that don't even care and it doesn't even matter. I have tried to chase people down in my life before. I'll make them pay. I remember one time I was like, okay, if I do this and succeed over here, man, that'll put it in this guy's face. And one time I did something by God's grace that, that, that was, was good. And I thought, oh, he's going to go, man, Ed, I was wrong about you. I'm so, are you kidding me? And I thought, why did I waste my time and energy doing that? Revenge can mess us up. The Bible says in Romans 12, 19, it says, do not take revenge. Let me, let me, let me tell you what that means. Do not take revenge. <laughs> it doesn't mean to be soft. It doesn't mean to be weak. It doesn't mean that you order decaf. No, do not take revenge, my dear friends, Paul says, but leave room for the wrath of God. Speaking about coffee, how many times? I'd like a cup of coffee. Would you like room? That means room for cream or room for the other pollutants they put in the coffee or we put in the coffee. So here's the Apostle Paul. You're talking about somebody who was despised. He was the Jew of Jews, brilliant, PhD. He had this radical Damascus Road experience. So he had major haters. He did not chase them down. He took the high road. So stay above the fray like Nehemiah did and pray. And if you don't stay above the prey, the, and, and, and if you don't stay above the prey, and, and, and if you get down into the cesspool of the comment section, you'll become, yeah, pray, P-R-E-Y. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was trying to say. Here's what Donald Trump says. When somebody hurts you, just go after them as viciously and as violently as you can. Hmm. What does he say? I mean, Jesus would probably say, Donald, you want to make America great again? Good. But I've come to make the world great again. And the world will become great again when we humble ourselves and we follow tenaciously the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's another thing he would touch on. He would touch on humility and revenge, I think, with 
Donald Trump and also you and me. <laughs> Hope you see that. But he would also talk about deal making. You know, Donald Trump wrote The Art of the Deal, and he says he's the, you know, the man when it comes to deals. We don't make deals with God. Jesus would say, God makes deals with us. I mean, the other world religions, they wheel and deal with God. Somehow we can make this deal. Man can't deal. But God says, no, no, no. I have made the deal. Do you remember what I said on Easter Sunday? God rescued you and me from himself. In other words, if justice was served, we would have eternal separation from God. But obviously he sent Jesus Christ to take our place on the cross to rise again. So God saved us. God saved us from himself for himself. We have this relationship where we glorify God, where we understand who we are and whose we are. And he saved us, here it is, and, and Jesus would hit on this with Donald Trump, by himself. It's God. It's not like, wow, I'm Donald Trump. God sure is lucky to have me. No, and I've heard people say that before, like, you know, I'm so talented and now I'm on God's team and I know he's so happy to have me. Well, well, yes, on one hand he is because of grace and mercy and love, but as far as like, I mean, you're adding, you see what I'm saying to you? Like, like, like he's, he's lucky to have you and me? No. Now, once we give him our lives, and obviously he's given us unique aptitudes and abilities, yet then those are accentuated and we do what God wants us to do, but no, we have to receive the deal. And Donald Trump said, I'm Donald Trump. I wrote the art of the deal. I say that in a non-braggadocious way. <laughs> the best thing you can do is deal from strength. Now think about Jesus here. You're talking about dealing from strength. Leverage is the biggest strength you can have. Leverage is having something the other guy wants. We want salvation. Now, a lot of us don't realize we want it. That's why we're searching and groping for it, but, but leverage is having something the other guy wants or better yet, needs, or best of all, simply can't do without. Have you ever thought about how the gospel is communicated to us in financial terms. And I think God did this because guys like to talk just naturally about finances more than women. I know women are super gifted at it, but women are more talented than we are and we're kind of one dimensional and you know, it's like, you know, I'm a businessman, you know, I, it's all about money, okay? So, so, so check this out, check this out. I'm not talking about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. In him, we have redemption ding, 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 financial term. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches, ding, 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 of God's grace. Look at verses 13 and 14. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal. Original language, earnest money. 
the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, you can't make this up, can you? It's the word of God, right? Guaranteeing our inheritance. We're trust fund babies. We're trustafarians if we receive Christ. For the wages of sin is death. I mentioned this last time. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the compensation for our conduct is condemnation. But because we're radically loved, and Jesus would break this down for Donald Trump, I have, you're talking about the art of the deal? I have the deal for you, and all you have to do is receive it. It's your prerogative. In 1 Corinthians 7, 23, you were bought at a price. I think Jesus would probably say, you know, the most expensive piece of real estate, you know what it is, Mr. Trump? It's the square footage in your heart. That is the most extensive and expensive and deep real estate in the universe, your heart. Have you given it to me? Because I want to come in to your life to forgive you. I have, I have amnesia. I choose to forget your sins, past, present, and future. I'll give you peace and assurance and a purpose and eternity. You'll be justified and you'll be on your way to being sanctified as you grow. And you know, God might use you and great, but Mr. Trump, you'll never use God. Never, ever, ever. You're fired. I've come to make the world great again, Jesus said. And if you make this decision to be born again, it'll be huge. Here we talk about our birthday. Oh man, it's my birthday. And now we've taken it to a whole nother level. It's my birthday week. I see that sometimes on social media. Your birthday week? Okay, as great and grand as that is, there's nothing like, the Bible says, a spiritual rebirth. Have you been born again? Because the word of God gets together with the spirit of God. And when you receive Christ, you become a child of God. Have you been born again? Jesus would ask Donald Trump that. There has to be a moment. When were you born, Ed? Well, I don't know, around March, sometimes. I don't know, March or April, 1961 or two, something like that. No, March 16th, write this down, 1961. When were you born again? Well, well how, do I, how do I get born again? Maybe you want to get born again. Two C's and two R's. Two C's, confront your sin. Confront it. Call it what it is, sin. Number two, confess your sin. Confess your sin. I read where Donald Trump told one reporter, when I do things wrong, I don't bring God into it. <laughs> My dear friend, you better. Because you'll never have forgiveness. You'll never have cleansing. 
So confront it, confess it. You're agreeing with God. You're not surprising God. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were a sinner. Then repent. You've got to make an about face and then receive the grace of God. Same thing that God and Jesus Christ our Lord would tell Donald Trump is the same thing he would say to you and to me. Isn't it time that you received the deal, that you received the art of the deal, the art of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.